If you're like me and you're torn between the love my body at any size movement and the, if I love my body, I need to make healthier choices to feel good too thought process, then you're in the right place. It's every day now that someone out there is telling us the next best thing on TikTok or Instagram ads are showing us another shortcut and it is exhausting. How about we heal our relationship with our bodies, exercise and food and give ourselves grace along the way. Let's do this together and celebrate the small stuff. Welcome to A Healthy Dose with Sadie Tolbert. Well, hello there. So welcome back. We're in season two and I want to talk a little bit more on the medical side of health here in this episode. So what better subject than to bring up medications? Now, <laughs> this can be a very, very, very uh, controversial type subject because a lot of people out there feel very strongly one way or another. And um, I really want to encourage you to be kind of like open-minded to kind of think individually uh, rather than like as a collective. So if you're somebody who is like, oh, big pharma, oh, you know, it's all a conspiracy, this and that. Or if you're somebody that's just like, I will take anything that's put in front of me. I trust the doctors. I trust the science. I trust all that. Just think in this instance as like each medication in each scenario will be different. And you never know what you're going to be faced with in different times in your life. There may be times where you are completely blown away. It's almost like if you have a birth plan for having a baby and then you get in there and nothing happens the way that you expected and you're like, well, there went the birth plan out the window. Um, it's kind of like the same thing. Like if you you know were to be diagnosed with something massive tomorrow, like you don't know what will be um, the best choice for you until you are faced in that. And you can actually sit and look at all of the risks versus benefit for each medication, each scenario, all those things. So there's different classes of medication. I'm going to kind of back up a little bit here and kind of give you an overview. So medication all stems back from something that was done in ancient times that had to do with a, you know, plant, an herb, a something that they found in a bark or something that came from the earth, right? So there was all of these documentations that were uh, founded from nature. And eventually they wanted to start mass producing that type of stuff so that multiple people could benefit from it. Because, you know, some of that stuff was only found in certain parts of the world. So if you're like, oh, this certain bark on this tree is only found in South America, well, the problem with that is that not everybody lives in South America. So how else can we, you know, mass produce it without bringing it into something that a big company can do, right? So with that came these medications. And so different companies figured out how to take care of pain. Pain has always been a big one. Um, and it, then, you know, more and more research and stuff came out on how to take care of certain things. And 
then just like anything, there's big companies that get bigger because they have the money and have the ability to mass produce and get the research and the funding and all those things. So just like all kinds of industries, it can be, you know, hard to really know what's going on behind closed doors, right? So I understand the skepticism. Like I understand not feeling super trustworthy. I see stuff every day on the different social media platforms that talk about, Hey, I've been on this medication and it stopped working or, or, Oh, I took a drug test and I should have been positive for this. And I wasn't. And so you don't know who makes anything that puts in your body, right? Like unless you are making your food and making your own medicine, like you don't know who's touched it. You don't know if it's been tampered with. You don't know how old it is. Um, everything has an expiration date on it, right? Like if it's gone through the FDA and everything, it has an expiration. So spices have an expiration. Technically, one of the only things that will never expire is honey. But go check the honey in your cupboard. It might actually have an expiration date on it because some things are forced to have an expiration. Now, I've worked with doctors that have straight up said that I would give my own child expired antibiotics and expired Tylenol and expired all these things because they do give the expiration date way, 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 way earlier than the meds actually do go bad. And then they really only lose their potency. And that's just their, that's what those specific physicians had said rather than, um, you know, not everybody's opinion, right? So uh, there's a reason why they call it a practice. If you've ever, you know, thought about like, oh, I'm going to my, my father-in-law's practice. Like healthcare is a practice. You're a practicing nurse, you're a practicing doctor, you're a practicing chiropractor, you know, all of those things. There's a constant learning of new information coming out, new medications, all these things. So with that, I'm reminded of working in the, in the hospitals or working in the clinics and a random drug rep would come in. And so this would be a new medication like Ozempic or something like that. When that, when that came out, I remember that was something that a drug rep would come in and they'd feed us and we'd have to listen to a presentation and it would be all staff, you know, so they would bring in CNAs and they would bring in people who were cleaning the, you know, the bathrooms and stuff. And we'd all get this free food. We just have to hear about Ozempic. And most of the time, I'm not even gonna lie, I checked out because I wasn't somebody who prescribed the meds, right? I just administered them. But it was still important for me, you know, to pay attention to side effects and pay attention to, you know, what kind of people will get these medications. Uh, all throughout nursing school, we are taught pharmacology. We are taught all about different uh, complications and things that could go right or wrong. And, and really what it all boils down to, which is my favorite way to sum up, is just, you know, risk versus benefit. Hey, this medication could cure your cancer. That's the benefit, but here are the risks. You might develop this, this, and this, and your cancer could come back or could do this or do that. So you have to deep, dig deep inside you and really find out what's important to you and what do you value and if it makes sense. Like, there's a lot of jokes about those TV commercials that we would watch where it would say, you know, this may cause, you know, rectal bleeding or anal leakage and this and that. And you're like, that sounds horrible. But Think about what it's trying to treat. For some people, that sounds a lot better than what they were suffering with from before. So it's hard to put yourself in that position unless you're actually there. So 
just, you know, keeping that in mind, you know, like I said, keep an open mind during this podcast. Um, but risk versus benefit is the best way to kind of, you know, bring it all around. So there's different classes of medications and they all have different mechanisms of how they help. Now, a lot of the other kind of worry with some of these medications is, uh, how is the absorption in your body? Like, are you actually absorbing these? I've had patients, you know, call and say, Hey, I am literally pooping out this full pill. Did I actually even absorb it? Like, did any of it sink in? And the answer was, you know, you got, you got something out of it, like, but you know, there really is no way of knowing if you got the entire thing or not until we like check the blood work, um, you know, in the future here to see if what it was treating had improved or not. So a common one that I would see a lot was like metformin, which is for diabetes. And we would have to check and see what is their blood sugar doing? Like, how is their A1C? Is the metformin working? Um, and hopefully, you know, their, their gut health, if that was compromised in any way, they could work on that, improving that and maybe absorb it better. But it also, <clears throat> these meds are often enteric coated in, which means that there's like a coating on top of the medication. And sometimes the gut acid and the stomach acid and stuff won't break that down as easily. And that's different for every person. So I can't tell you, you know, if you would be better to digest a vegetable coated one versus, you know, some of the other options, but you know, don't get caught up in that kind of like storm of like, oh, I don't know if I should take this, if I'm going to absorb it or not. Vegetables, obviously the most, um, uh, true to nature. So try that, you know, but there's also different release patterns of these different medications. Like, uh, we'll take like an Advil for example, some of them are liquid Advil. So you just have to get through the outside container and then, um, the liquid will absorb faster the fastest way to absorb anything is straight through your uh, bloodline. So by getting IV. So if you are truly in that um, emergency state and you are, you know, in the hospital and they start an IV and they're like, we're going to give you meds via IV. Like we could give Benadryl or we could give um, all kinds of things that you may be used to taking in a pill form, but it's actually going to absorb much faster and be quicker to, um, to hit, to give its desired effect by going via IV. So some of those medications you do want as a fast acting. So if you're reading, you know, to see if it's like an immediate release or if it's an extended release, so it might be IR or ER, and then some of them are sustained release. Um, so it really just depends like, okay, if I want this to work all day, you might want an extended release or a sustained release. And then if you're somebody who needs it, like I want this immediately, then you might want that immediate release, but knowing that there's a half-life in all these medications. So everything will stay in your system for so long. Some things compound. So the more that you take it, the more that it's going to add and add and add to your overall, like long-term success here. And then other things, are just going to flush right out of your system real fast. And so these are the types of things to kind of take note of and even ask your doctor and stuff as you're being prescribed things. Um, and this I'll see also a lot of these things do, I'll just say it, you know, can pertain to vitamins and things like that. So if you are looking at supplements, vitamins, things along those lines that are over the counter, make sure that you are taking note of all these things as well. And so, um, 
that half-life, how long something stays in your system, you know, and, and it's just good to be aware of because you never know if it's something that will run out, you know, like it'll run out of the juice, you know, before you need it to. So, um, with the different, you know, we talked about different like pills, like how they come and, and how they're absorbed. And, uh, some of them are, um, like gel caps. Some of them are capsules. Some of them are tablets. Like you'll see these different words on the outside of the medication. And that just kind of explains in the description of it. There's a lot of websites out there where you can look up what the medication is supposed to physically look like. Is it a orange colored arrow or a triangle? <laughs> is it a um, round white pill? You know, is it a uh, like different colors, different shapes, all these different things? Like some medications uh, have different they look different depending on which manufacturer they come from. And so that leads me into talking about the brand name versus the generic name. So we all know Tylenol, right? Tylenol is a brand. Acetaminophen is the generic name. And lots of brands can have acetaminophen. And you can, you know, find it in all different places. You can probably find it at the dollar store, you know, and then there's, there's kinds that come from actual medications, prescribed from the doctor. And then there's, you know, 16 different kinds at a CVS or a Walgreens or whatever. So learning the difference between the two. Now there's a lot of people that swear, swear to God that the generic version works so much better than the brand version, than the, you know, different types and stuff. So that can be very true with like, uh, for example, like ADHD meds or thyroid meds. Like I've seen that a lot where people are very, very, very sensitive to the exact dosage and the exact manufacturer, like where it comes from. So some people will say levothyroxine uh, only works if it's from this company and, and this exact dosage. And then they'll come in and say, I'm slightly off. So I need to bump it up or bring it down. And in some ways, it's really nice as a nurse to have a patient that comes in that's like an advocate for what works for them. Like they come in and they say, hey, look, like I don't do well when it's this, but I do well when it's that. The difference is, is when people come in and they're, um, it's all about like delivery ultimately, I think. Like when they come in and they're just very um, rude and pushy and, and they don't listen, you know, like all these things. So there really has to be a good communication. So this goes back to having like a really good communication with your doctor. And just having the, that like comfortability to be like, Hey, look, this is, this is where I'm at. And coming from a nurse, when I call my doctor, I'm usually like, Hey, I did my research on this. I've checked out all of these things. Um, this is what I feel. This is what I'm seeing. This is what looks like to me. What do you think? What, what am I missing is, does this all make sense? Am I Looney Tunes? Did I go down a rabbit hole or are you like, yes, I agree. And you know, there just has to be that trustability because nobody's perfect and everybody makes mistakes. Um, recently I had to advocate for one of my family members cause there was a, a lot of miscommunication between them and the doctor and, and the, the couple would come back from a doctor's appointment and tell the rest of the family, oh, this, this, and this happened. And it was like, well, why didn't you follow up with these questions? Or why didn't you, you know, get this answered or that answered? And they would be like, oh, I don't know. Cause they just didn't have 
the medical knowledge to be able to ask those questions. So I said, let me get on this phone call with you. So they went into physically to the doctor and I was on the phone and I had to very sternly (laughs) advocate and ask questions and say some things because this guy was just, just kind of like checked out. Like he just did not really see things that were happening. He made a couple of statements that I I felt were very detrimental and harmful and, um, and was focusing on things that I didn't want to see being focused on because that's not why we made that appointment. And so, um, with all that being said, uh, I think my stern directness in talking to him might've rattled him a little bit and not my intention. I wanted to be, you know, straightforward with all of that, but he put in for a prescription for an antibiotic for a a sinus infection. And when they went to go pick it up, no, it was, it wasn't that it was a sleep medicine or something like that. And there was supposed to be like 60 or a hundred tablets and they went to go pick it up and there was only one on the prescription. It said, one tablet on the prescription. And so that was a mistake. That was something that he meant to type in probably 100 or, you know, meant to type in one vial, you know, one vial of 60 tablets or whatever the case may be. So that stuff happens. Medical mistakes are what, like the number third cause of death or something. It's ridiculous. It is scary to know that. And so absolutely question all of the time, you know, ask and, and make sure that you are clear. And the best way, and they teach us this as nurses too, is to repeat back. So whatever the doctor says for a medication, if you are in the appointment or, you know, like taking notes or whatever the case may be, even when you go pick it up from the pharmacy, make sure you're repeating back what you were told. So, you know, okay, we're taking 60 tablets of, you know, 800 milligram ibuprofen, And then you also want to talk about how often, what's the frequency. So if it's um, every eight hours or PRN, PRN means as needed. Um, You may see a Q in the, uh, in the, the frequency as well. Q is going to stand for like how often. So if it's Q8, which means every eight hours or Q4 means every four hours. Um, So it's just like another piece of information if you're ever like, what does PRN mean? What does Q mean? What does um, BID means twice a day? TID means three times a day. And don't ask me what the actual acronyms stand for because some of them make sense and some of them don't. So (laughs) I remember that being a thing where I'm like, what does BID mean? Like, and so there's also uh, terms that will say like, you know, in the morning, upon waking, before eating, after eating, with a meal, Um, talking about when to take certain medications, like some medications need to have something on the stomach to absorb it. And you may be more sensitive to having something on the stomach than the person next to you. I seem to be pretty good at taking anything on an empty stomach, but some people will get sensitive to nausea or, you know, GI upset if they don't have some food or at least some milk or, you know, something sitting in their gut. So, good to know for yourself, good to ask the doctor, good to ask the pharmacist. I also want to empower you to really um, get to know the pharmacist as well. So sometimes these are 
multiple, you know, that you may interact with. But if you have like a local pharmacy, whether it's the grocery store across the street or a CVS that you like or whatever the case may be, get to know some of the pharmacists and just, you know, ask them their name, you know, get to like have some small talk, some friendly talk so that you feel comfortable asking them and don't be afraid to ask if there's any drug interactions. You can always do what's called a med rec or a med reconcile with your doctor or your pharmacist at any point just to say, hey, look, I'm seeing three or four different specialists right now. I have a rheumatologist and an endocrinologist and a cardiologist and a XYZ. And I just want to make sure that everybody is on board with the medications because they've all prescribed me something, but there are a lot of medications out there that don't mix well. There are also some drug interactions with foods. And I feel like I could talk about this all day because every every other sentence I'm remembering something else that's like, oh, that's good to know as well. Um, one of the first things that comes to mind that has medic- medication um, like interactions is grapefruit. So grapefruit can have interactions with certain medications as well as like, like very specific meds. Like they're like if you're on a very specific, um, cancer or mental health, like type thing, you know, they will say, oh, you can't have red meat or you can't have, uh, um, I want to say tryptophan. I don't know if that's right. That might not be a word, but, um, you can't have like turkey, you know, like things that are like, oh, that's weird and random, but they actually have, you know, something inside that specific food group that can interact. So, ask a lot of questions, get to know what's going on. And it's good to like keep a journal or like write down things that you notice. Like if you start a new medication, sometimes it doesn't have an effect for like three to six weeks. A lot of like depression medications will say, you know, you, you have to be on it for six weeks, nine weeks, sometimes longer to really feel those effects. So that's why it's good to recognize mental health uh, needs early on so that you're catching it before it's like, oh my gosh, you know, something that's like an emergency. Like I need to, to get on something serious now. Cause some of these things will take you a little while to get used to. And so you want to ask like how, how this medication will look in your life with your already established routines, other medications, foods, and activities that you're a part of. So ultimately, it's just doing the research, asking the questions. Sometimes we don't know what questions to ask. So that is something that you want to have a good communication open with with your doctor so that you just say, hey, look, you know, I'm starting this medication. I don't know what to ask you, but I want to make sure that I'm doing this right. So that is kind of an open tool for them just to know that you care and that you want to make sure that you're doing this properly. And ultimately, you know, to kind of wrap up this episode here, like medications are important when we need them. They are something that each and every one of us are thankful for. And many of us are alive because of them. And it's great to have these. And there are so many types of industries like this and companies out there that are doing things not always with the best intentions. Keeping that in mind, not to sit here and get political or conspiracy theory or anything like that. These are companies. These are businesses. There is competition. There are so many different kinds of metformin. There's so many different kinds and labels and 
and ways of making things and where it comes from. So just because a medication is cheap doesn't mean that it's worse off than the expensive one. It is a marketing industry. They, uh, these drug reps come to hospitals and to uh, different um, clinics and stuff trying to sell you on their brand of whatever it is. And it's still new. It may have been in process or progress for, you know, a couple of years, couple decades even, but it's still new to the market and they're still watching for different side effects. I just saw today on TikTok, there's a weight loss medication called Manjaro out there and they're still doing so much research on it because it's so new to see what the after effects are. And it's an obesity type of medication that um, has had great, tremendous success. But the the, um, research they just found out was that if you come off of that medication, there's a higher chance of gaining the weight back. And so it is a lifelong or long-term type medication. And that's something to know, but if you've tried absolutely everything and you want to, you know, go down that route, it is understanding that it may be something to, uh, stay on for long-term. And that's why knowing the side effects and knowing all the other parts of the medication is so important because you can get ahead of those side effects and make sure that you are handling it before anything else. So wrapping up, we need medications. We're thankful for them. We are so glad that we have what we have in this day and age. Who knows what's going to come out in the future, but really make sure that you are getting ahead of the need of medication by taking care of your lifestyle, keeping yourself clean, listening to awesome podcasts like this so that you can learn what's out there and how to clean your house, (laughs) both mentally and physically, and probably your actual sticks and bricks. So have a great day, you guys. And remember, I am not a doctor. This is no advice. This is just random information that comes from my noggin. Have a good one. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet, please subscribe for more and leave a review. If you got something great out of today, please share with your family and friends. And as always, please remember to consult with your primary care provider if you have any questions or concerns. This podcast is meant to be educational and based off of my experience. Have a great day. You are unique and amazing and beautiful.